don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. All right, guys, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. I have got a really exciting one today. I am still trying to wrap my head around it, so I'm probably not going to be useful for any explanations at this point. Uh, the um, actual paper announcing this, this is about L2, which is E-L-T-O-O, not L and then the number two. Um, but uh, it's a paper on a simplified mechanism for updating lightning contracts. And the paper itself is authored by Christian Decker from Blockstream, uh, Rusty Russell, and then Alawalua Ashuntakin, uh, who everybody knows him as Roast Beef, because um, his name's so hard to say. Uh, and he's from Lightning Labs. But the article today is the announcement on Blockstream.com, an introduction, and it is written by Christian Decker. It is titled L2, a simplified update mechanism for lightning and off-chain contracts. So let's jump in. A little over a year ago, the three Lightning Network implementation teams joined forces to work on a common specification for the protocol stack. Now that both that specification and our three implementations are becoming stable and usable, it is time to look forward to further improve the protocol to add new features, to simplify, and to fix downsides. One of the core innovations that enabled Lightning in the first place was an off-chain update mechanism to renegotiate a new state and ensure that the old state cannot be settled on-chain. Today, we're excited to release our latest research paper on a new simplified update mechanism for Layer 2 protocols called L2. How does L2 work? We can imagine off-chain negotiation as a contractual agreement between a number of parties and settlement as presenting the case to the court that will decide the final state, the court in this case being the blockchain. Since all updates happen off-chain, we need a way for the on-chain court to hear all sides of the argument before making a final judgment. In the case of a participant initiating settlement of the contract, we need a mechanism that defers final settlement to give the counterparty a chance to provide a more recent state. The court must continue to wait for new state until eventually it decides to settle the last one that it heard. Surprisingly, most of the requirements to create this blockchain tailor-made for Layer 2 protocols are already fulfilled by the Bitcoin blockchain. In L2, every state is represented as a set of two transactions. An update transaction that spins the contract's output and creates a new output, and a settlement transaction that spins the newly created update output and splits the funds according to the agreed-upon distribution. The outputs have a script that allows a new update transaction to be attached immediately or else a settlement transaction to be attached after a configurable timeout. 
Should the participants agree on an update before the timeout expires, they will create a new update transaction, spending the previous output and double spending the corresponding settlement, effectively invalidating it. The repeated invalidation of prior state to agree on a new state builds a long chain of update transactions that will eventually be terminated by the latest settlement transaction. However, this has a major disadvantage. Should we want to settle, we would have to replay the entire chain of updates on the blockchain. At that point, we could have simply performed the entire protocol on chain. The key insight in L2 is that we can skip intermediate updates, basically connecting the final update transaction to the contract creation. In order to enable this short-circuiting of updates, we propose a new SIG hash flag, SIG hash no input, which allows a transaction input to be bound to any transaction output with a matching script. Since all output scripts of prior update transaction outputs match later input scripts, we can bind a later update to any prior update, allowing us to skip any number of intermediate updates. The paper contains the full construction of the protocol, including the details on how the scripts are built. Improving Lightning What we presented above is an update mechanism that allows the endpoints of a payment channel to repeatedly adjust their balances and to attach more advanced constructs such as HTLCs to the state. The main contribution of the original Lightning paper was one such update mechanism. So are we trying to replace Lightning with this proposal? Absolutely not. The Lightning network specification is no longer the specification of a single protocol, but rather a full stack of protocols, each fulfilling its own responsibilities. L2 doesn't aim to replace the entirety of the Lightning stack. Rather, it is a drop-in replacement for the original update mechanism that maintains backwards compatibility with the other parts of the stack. L2 has fundamentally different trade-offs than the mechanism presented in the original Lightning paper, which we'll call Lightning Penalty. While Lightning Penalty used a penalty system to punish a misbehaving party, L2 simply enforces the latest agreed-upon state of the off-chain contract. This has important implications for the applicability and safety of the protocols that are built on top of the update mechanism. Some of this arises from the fact that in L2, all participants share a common set of transactions, unlike Lightning Penalty, which requires asymmetry in which participant has access to which transactions in order to tailor the reaction to the misbehaving party. This change eliminates what we call toxic information in Lightning. Toxic information comes from transactions belonging to outdated states, which, if leaked, will result in the loss of funds. This happens not only if a party misbehaves, but also if a node forgets about an update, for example, when being restored from a backup. With L2, this is no longer possible, because only agreed-upon states can be settled, i.e. L2 is penalty-less. The data management for the participants is also simplified under the new paradigm. They no longer need to store hash pre-images for invalidated states. 
and they no longer need to store HTLCs that were invalidated, since the settlement transaction to which they were attached can never be committed to the blockchain. All they need to store is the latest update transaction, its corresponding settlement transaction, and potentially the HTLCs that spin from that settlement. Furthermore, the settlement is simplified to just binding the latest update transaction to the setup output and letting the timeout expire before broadcasting the settlement transaction. We can combine the update outputs with SIGHash single to allow the attachment of additional inputs and outputs to the update transaction at the time of settlement. While this might seem like a minor change, it allows the attachment of fees to the update transactions at the time of settlement, freeing us from having to commit to a fixed fee ahead of time. In the current implementations, we would have to agree on and commit to a fixed fee potentially months before we attempt to confirm the transactions on-chain, forcing us to predict how the fee market will evolve. This can result in massive overcommitment just to be on the safe side. With deferred fee selection, we no longer have to agree on a fee, and we can even bump fees should they turn out to be insufficient. Thanks to the use of feature flags, which allow a node to signal support for a new feature when first connecting to a peer, L2 can be deployed incrementally on top of today's network. There's no need to spin up a completely new network. Beyond Lightning As a generic Layer 2 update mechanism, L2 can be used for any number of systems beyond Lightning. For example, it allows for the creation of multi-party off-chain contracts that currently could have up to seven participants and that could have any number of participants in combination with Schnorr signatures. One such multi-party off-chain contract is the channel factories presented by Conrad Burchert and others as a scalable way to fund any number of payment channels on top of a single on-chain transaction and to rebalance or reallocate them dynamically without ever touching the blockchain. The road to L2. Before we can implement L2, we need a minor change to Bitcoin. The introduction of the SIGHash no input flag for signatures. This was first discussed a few months ago in the context of watchtowers to help secure lightning channels, but was not formally proposed. A formal proposal may now be found in the L2 paper. We invite the community to consider our proposal and to participate in its discussion. We hope to arrive at a consensus for the usage of SIGHash no input so that it can be accepted and included in a future soft fork of Bitcoin script. Doing so will put us on the road to a more reliable and simpler Lightning Network, incorporating a new update mechanism that can also be used for many other applications. All right, and that will close this one out. Uh, again, that was on blockstream.com. This is great stuff. Uh, I'm really excited about this, but uh, like I said, the paper itself is 24 pages, and I have not gotten through it yet. Um, and it's pretty complicated, uh, it looks like, and I, but I really want to understand this one because this looks really cool. And it does seem a lot simpler than the current branching commitment transactions. And as noted in this, um, uh, the need for storage is far less of an issue because currently when, when you're uh, looking for a competing transaction or making sure that somebody does not uh, present an old commitment transaction, like let's say you update a thousand times or 10,000 times, 
the uh, if, if you got an Alice and Bob situation with a channel, let's say Alice wants to cheat and present transaction 511 in order to compete with, um, or, or because you know that's when she has the highest balance, so she wants to get as much uh, of her Bitcoin back in the channel as possible. Will Bob, in order to penalize her for trying to cheat, has to keep at least, he said the uh, pre-image, the hash pre-image, and I'm not 100% sure what all that includes, but I know it would have to at least be the transaction ID and the secret key uh, that unlocks her balance uh, or unlocks the um, refund of her available balance specifically in transaction 511 back to Bob. So with 10,000 updates, he has to store 10,000 private uh, or uh, secret keys to all the previous um, states of the channel and then specifically grab the one that Alice, is, Alice tries to use to cheat. And it looks like in this situation, you don't have to do that. You just have to keep the latest update transaction and the settlement transaction or the latest settlement transaction, which are the only two that are valid. And one is ready to um, spend after a time lock uh, unless you want to update it and create a new update transaction. So again, I'm going to dig a lot more into the specifics of this, but it sounds like a really cool uh, change to the update mechanism of Lightning, which will solve a lot of problems, particularly the backup problem, which has always been uh, one of the things that seemed like a big challenge to me is how if your node drops offline you got to make sure that you can bring the thing back up and not accidentally broadcast transaction 9999 instead of 10,000 and then screw the entire process up and it lose all your all the money in the channel just because you made a mistake so this would be a seemingly small change that had that has really really big impact on the usability um, of the software so this is super exciting stuff, and I love it when something completely new comes out that I get to dig into to figure out how all this crap works. Um, the paper, though, that he mentioned, um, not the L2 paper, but he, in the Beyond Lightning section, he talked about uh, channel factories, and uh, it seems like a lot of people do not know that reference. Uh, I think that paper came out. Uh, is there a date on this? I read this a while ago. I don't know, I feel like it was six, seven months ago, but um, it's titled Scalable Funding of Bitcoin Micropayment Channel Networks, and uh, it's, it's talking about channel factories, which are essentially a way to have, whereas a lightning channel, or just a payment channel in general, is a two of two multi-sig, this sets up a three of three, four of four, uh, eight of eight style multi-sig, uh, transaction like it puts to that kind of an uh, output and allows a small group of nodes to create off-chain channels and also close or open those off-chain channels just by needing the participants within their little group. So you need to rebalance or, or move channels around or close channels and reopen them with a new um, uh, amount no problem. You can do it off-chain just with your cosigners. Close those channels, open them back up without ever going back to the blockchain uh, because you have a 404 that 
you have then derived a set of two of two multisigs from. And it also uh, has the added benefit of, let's say one of those nodes goes offline, you can actually still, um, to a certain degree, you can route your funds around that person and just wait for them to come back online without needing to rely on just the nodes that you're talking to. So like in a two of two, if your node goes offline, well, you're, you're stuck. You just have to wait for them to come back before you can transact. In the four of four scenario, you have two other participants that you can rebalance and close and open channels in order to route around the offline person and continue to transact, open up new channels, and you're still active on the Lightning Network. Um, so it's a really interesting proposal, particularly for like you know maybe handful of businesses or family and friends to you know help set up. I and mean, who knows how these types of things will be uh, utilized? I think a lot of that will depend on the software and the UI as the stuff's developed. So it's a it's a really interesting paper, also very dense. Uh, it's 18 pages, uh, but if you if you like to dig into that stuff, I definitely encourage reading it. I will link to both of those papers, the L2 and the Channel Factories paper. I've been through the Channel Factories paper once. Um, I, I I did not fully wrap my head around it. It's it's really hard to picture in your mind. So I'll probably go back through that now because I want to I want to do like a summation of Channel Factories and how they work. So I need a better understanding of it before I do that. Uh, and now I've got to do that with L two. So more homework. Exciting times. Uh, but with that. Um, I think I think that will close our episode. Don't forget to check out that article on Blockstream.com and uh, follow those other links through the article if you want to kind of expand on some of that stuff. And uh, uh, obviously in the Twitter post uh, and you know in the in the actual podcast uh, description as well, I will link to both of those papers as well as the Blockstream article. But don't forget to follow me on Twitter at the Crypto Economy and Medium at The Crypto Economy as well. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and share it with all your friends and all the wonderful people of the world so that everyone can learn about Bitcoin and all the great stuff happening in the crypto economy. That'll do it for this episode. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. This has been The Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy.